welcome to the preaching ministry of the Agape Baptist Church in George, South Africa. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, he says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so we see there this movement from who we are in Christ, Christ, God's workmanship in us, created in Christ Jesus. And we move from that to good works. And that's the pattern we see in this letter and that uh, is so important. Well, I want to begin in verse 3. And there we see the source of God's blessing. And secondly, the riches of God's blessing. And so first of all, let's think about the source as we are introduced to this uh, section that we read, read this morning, taking us down through verse 14. And the tone of this letter, as you may have already noticed in your reading, is very positive. Um, most of Paul's letters are focusing on specific problems and dealing with issues in a local church. And this letter is, is much more general. It's, it's evidently intended for a much broader audience than just the, the church at Ephesus. Obviously, all of the, the Word of God is intended for all of us. But in the immediate context of what, where Paul is writing and what he's writing, he, we see a general tone here of just very positive, very encouraging uh, to us as believers. Some, some have compared it to a worship service. Uh, we see messages. We see praise. And we see prayers. And, and so we have this letter. Verse 3 begins, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's that phrase there, blessed be. It, it sounds like much of the Old Testament scriptures that, that calls on us to bless the Lord. And especially in the Psalms, you see it repeated over and over. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord for all His benefits and His goodness and all of those kinds of phrases. What does that mean to bless the Lord? Well, it simply means that we're to praise Him. We're to praise the Lord. Uh, we're to acknowledge who He is and what He has done. This... Uh, this, this Greek word that we get bless, blessed be from is uh, a word that, that brings to us the word eulogy. And uh, you know, it, it, at funerals, we'll have a eulogy. And family members can come and tell about their loved one and, and all the, the good things they did and their, how they helped them and, and all of those different kinds of uh, things. They're, uh, they're, they're speaking well of them. They're they're talking about their goodness and the things that they, they did. And, and that is certainly a, a good thing to speak well of someone else. We live in a day when it's normal. I guess it's not just our day. It's always been the case. Where in the, in the flesh, we don't tend to speak well of others. It, it's much more interesting to hear the gossip, isn't it? And, and to talk negative and, and to hear about all the things that are not so good. So to speak well of others is a good thing, but God 
in reality, is the only one who's worthy of our praise. Amen. And so Paul admonishes us to bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Um, often uh, times when we're having a meal together in some diff- some situation, maybe in people's homes, and we go back to the States and we're all different homes and people that don't really know sometimes very well. And, and oftentimes I'm asked to uh, say the prayer for the meal. And, and sometimes you, they'll say, will you uh, say the blessing? <laughs> And it's usually it's not the setting for a, a Bible lesson, but I, I don't so I don't say it, but I think it. I I can't bless the food, <laughs> but I know who can. <laughs> All right. So, but what we're really saying, or what we're really doing when we have a prayer for the meal, is that we're giving thanks, right? We're we're praising God, we're thanking God for. Uh, for what He's blessed us with. We're acknowledging that everything belongs to God and everything comes from Him. And so it is right for us to to praise Him, to thank Him for what He has done. And so for Paul, this wasn't just an empty phrase. It wasn't just something to get the letter going. It wasn't just something that he said because it was uh, kind of you know, normal to say it, bless the Lord, or blessed be uh, the God and Father or Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, for Paul, this flowed from the depths of his heart. And uh, it was something that uh, he did in his writings. And, and as you read through his letters, you realize, you know, he'll be talking about something, and then the next thing he'll just break out in praise to God. He'll, he'll have this benediction or this eulogy. This eulogizing, this blessing uh, of the name of the Lord, and uh, and so for Paul, this was part of his his life. I can imagine that as Paul is uh, uh, dictating this section, and by the way, from verse three to verse fourteen is all one long sentence. Some English teachers are probably not too impressed with that as they saw this long run-on sentence. And, and, and I can imagine the scribe who was uh, taking these notes, I can imagine him saying, Paul, Paul, slow down. I can't keep up. Uh, and I think that's the effect that Paul is looking for here, to overwhelm us with the, with the greatness of God and the power of God and the grace of God that He has blessed us in Christ. Um, have you ever tried to... Uh, Drink from a, a, a water tap, an outdoor water tap, those big, uh, big taps. <laughs> when I used to work for a chemical lung care company in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, often on the summer summer days, and be working somewhere, I'd run out, I'd run out of water, and so I'd be going around the house looking for a tap that I can get some water out of, and. Uh, and if you if you you know if you've ever tried to do that, you realize water just doesn't always come out like it's supposed to. <laughs> and I'd often get face wash, you know, trying to get a drink of water, which wasn't too bad a thing uh, in the summertime. But Paul here, as he writes this passage, he's he just opens a floodgate 
of uh, of praise to God for His blessing to us in Christ Jesus. And he, and he just, one thing flows after the other. He, he, he doesn't take time to explain any of it. He just pours, pours it out. And, and it's meant to just leave us, in a sense, overwhelmed with God's blessing upon us. You notice in verse 3 again, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Uh, one pastor writes, uh, Alistair Begg, he writes, and I quote, It is saying that God has done such remarkable deeds that if we once understand them, if it once breaks upon our dull intellects what it is that God has already done for us, what is already true of us right now, uh, there will be nothing that we can do but stand in absolute awe and amazement and say, you mean that is true of me, Lord? I am overwhelmed. My God, how great thou art. That is what God is after. That is what he wants to produce, that sense of awe and amazement which causes us to stop and give thanks to a great and glorious God who has given us every spiritual blessing. Well, notice this phrase also uh, where he says, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that's not really how God revealed himself in the Old Testament, if you remember. He was the, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac. He's the God of Israel. And he did, he did uh, uh, introduce this idea as a father of a nation. But uh, for the most part, the Jews never referred to God as the Father to them. But when Jesus Christ came in His incarnation, He revealed to us God, to, revealed to us God as His Father. And Jesus is uh, unique. He's uh, Son of God in a unique way that we are not. Uh, he is God, and He is part of the, of the triunity of God. The Godhead, God the Father. Um, John 1, you remember verse 14, says, In the Word, speaking, referring to Jesus, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And then up on down to verse 18, he says, No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. And so there's this unique relationship within the Godhead, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so Paul here says, Bless, uh, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul will, even in this passage, he'll repeat this bringing up Christ over and over, this repetition of Jesus Christ. And uh, he, he begins that way, the apostle of, of Christ Jesus, uh, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace be to you, God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It, 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 Paul, you can't say enough about Jesus Christ. He is central 
uh, to the gospel because he died for us. And so we see this emphasis upon Christ. Um, we have this theme of praise in this section. And as, if, as, uh, as Paul speaks of our, our blessings in Christ, he, he praises God over and over. Uh, it's really a good thing for us to take a, a spiritual inventory and think about how much do we praise God? How much is that part of our life? The thought of, uh, of being thankful to God, to, to praising Him, to honoring Him. And, and we should ask ourselves, is that a normal part of my day? Is it a normal part of my prayers to, to, to have praise and thanksgiving uh, as a priority in our prayer life? I think many times we, we, we rush in to ask for what we need. Amen. And we want God to you know, give us this and do that for us. And, and that's not wrong. God, God invites us to come and ask. But we also there ought to be this element, this priority to praise God and to thank Him for what He has done, who He is. As we grow in our knowledge of, of what God has done for us, uh, there's no, no better expression of our faith, our gratitude and our hope than by giving praise to God Amen. and glory to God. And so we see in this letter, uh, this, not this letter, this passage, uh, this long sentence of verse 3 to 14, it's uh, divided up into three sections. Uh, we have the, the work of God in our salvation uh, in these three sections, past, present, and future. We see the, the work of the Father in verses three, 3 to 6, the work of the, the Son in verse 7 to 12, and then the work of the Holy Spirit in verses four, uh, 13 and 14. And you'll notice that they're, they're clearly uh, marked at the end of each section with the phrase to the praise of his glory verse 6 begins with the praise of his glorious grace and then verse 12 to the praise of his glory and then verse 14 to the praise of his glory so you see this it's like an anthem that paul is writing to us and each stanza ends with this resounding praise to god uh, and so we see in this all three persons of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, are glorified for their work of redemption. Uh, the second thing we see in verse 3 is the riches of our blessing is introduced. Uh, verse 3 again, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. First of all, we are blessed in Christ. Now, we talked about that just briefly in the last message, what it means to be in Christ. And he's talking about God's blessing through the death of Christ for us and in our place. You'll notice down in verse 7, he makes the point clear. He says, in Him, speaking of Christ, in Him we have redemption through His blood. And so, through faith in Him, through faith in Christ, we are brought into this relationship with Him, a union with Him, whereby we are said to be in Him. And that, and that is repeated 
many times through the, especially Paul's writing, to be in Christ, to, to be in Him. So there's, there's this bond, there's this relationship, there's this union with Christ. And uh, Paul repeats that many times in his, in his writings. He wants us to, to understand that, to, to get that point. Uh, secondly, we're also blessed through the Spirit. And, uh, verse 3 doesn't name the Holy Spirit, but we see reference to Him in the use of the word spiritual. It's uh, pneumaticos. Pneuma, you know, the air or spirit or wind. And pneumaticos is a reference to, always in the New Testament, a reference to the work of the Holy Spirit. And so, as we get into this passage, we'll see is that the work of the or the plan of the Father is carried out in the Son, and is brought to us by the Spirit, the work of the Spirit of God. And so He is also involved in our blessing. Uh, the blessing of God is applied to us by the Holy Spirit. And the third thing we see in this passage that is uh, it's a little hard for us to grasp is the fact that we are complete. Our blessings are complete. Um, notice the tense. Uh, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father who has, who has blessed us. It's past tense. And what we see here is, is God's perspective. Uh, he's given us everything, Peter says, that pertains to life and godliness. He's not saying He will give us. He has given us. It's all, it's all, it's all past tense. It's all done. He's already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Well, in, a, in a very real way, God's not finished with us yet. Obviously, we're still we're still here. We still have these mortal bodies. God's going to finish work that He started in us, in in our glorification, glorified bodies, in the presence of the Lord. But from God's perspective, this heavenly perspective, God says it's it's already done. It's finished. We're complete. Uh, Romans eight verse thirty. It's a similar. A statement where he says, in, in those whom, speaking of us as believers, those whom he has, uh, sorry, those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Those are all past tense um, actions there. And so we're already, as Paul would say later, seated with him. Where? In heavenly places, right? We are completing Him. He, he would write in, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, For in Him, Christ again, for in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. It's a very bold and strong claim to the deity of Christ. And he says, And you have been filled, or completed, to be translated, in Him who is the head of all rule and authority. So that's part of, of our blessing. Um, and Paul's given us this heavenly perspective, how God sees us in Christ. And uh, from His perspective, um, we're complete. Not because of 
you know, how good we're doing or did or we're going to do. No, it's because of Christ. It's because of Christ, what He did and who He is. Fourthly, in this verse, we see this heavenly, uh, that, that our, our blessings are heavenly, this heavenly perspective. Uh, and again, mentioned this last time, this, this sphere, you could say the sphere of God's blessing is in the heavenlies. This vantage point of God, the heavenly realm. Uh, believers, us, we live on the earth, but our citizenship is in heaven. That, that is a that's a reality. That's an enigma for the world. Uh, the world can't figure us out. We are we are in the world, but we're not of the world. And sometimes we're even confused by it. We we, we struggle sometimes to figure out uh, how we're to live, what our perspective should be. Uh, but we live in, and work in the world. We have the same problems and same kinds of concerns that the world has. But we're different. Um, the Bible describes us as pilgrims and strangers here on the earth. We are to be concerned about things. We're concerned about the things that are happening around us on the earth. We're concerned about the, uh, you know, the politics and the finances and the, you know, and, and, the, and the pandemic and you know all these things that happen in our lives. But that's not what's our primary focus. Amen. Our hope is in the Lord. That's who we're looking to. Whereas as the, the writer of Hebrews writes of uh, these early believers, Abraham and his, his family, they were looking for a better country. A heavenly one. That was their focus. And that should be our focus. God is... Uh, has blessed us in the heavens, in the heavenly places. Uh, we, we have many blessings that are physical and earthly. But Paul, here in this passage, he's focusing on the heavenly ones. He's, he's focusing on the ones that are eternal blessings. The one that transcends the earthly and the, and the mundane and the physical. And those that uh, reach this spiritual realm from God's perspective, where we are with Him in Christ, all of these blessings that He's given us, and we could uh, we could say with with Paul this morning, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." Amen. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. Well, we're going to have uh, Josh coming back in a minute here. We're going to sing, My Heart is Filled with thankfulness. Amen. And as you read this passage, you can't help but be filled with thankfulness for what God has done for us and what He's planned for us and uh, the price that was paid so that He could carry out His plan for us. And that just, that ought to motivate us to live for the Lord. That ought to fill us with praise in our hearts to God. Uh, let's close with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for these blessings.
And we've only began to think about them in this passage as we see the, the Apostle as he's writing by the, um, the moving of the Spirit of God that he would write so that he, when he wrote, he's writing your words, your thoughts that you have for him. And Lord, we see also the human side of Paul as he speaks of, um, from his heart of what uh, you've done for him and the grace that uh, is bestowed upon him, the Jewish race and also the Gentile uh, peoples. And Lord, we, we thank you that uh, we are included in your blessing. We thank you, Lord, that you've uh, blessed us and you've made us part of your family and you've adopted us as sons and made us heirs and co-heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. What, a, what incredible truths that uh, you reveal to us of what you have done for us. And so we rejoice in all these things, Lord. We thank you that we can be here together to worship you together, to lift our hearts uh, in song and in prayer and to hear your word together. We thank you for that blessing you give us. We pray for some, Lord, that wanted to be here today that could not. And we ask you to be with them. And we pray and thank you that you've kept us uh, through this uh, pandemic so far. And uh, the virus that, uh, as we know, no one's contracted. And we thank you for that. We pray your continued uh, watch care and blessing being with us. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's praise the Lord together with a final song. Please stand. Oh!
Julie comes, she's going to